Hello, JRPG fans. Welcome back to the podcast. It is episode 105. We've got a couple of good stories to talk about with you, but really not a whole lot going on this week. As, uh, of course, the world is in self-quarantine for the coronavirus, and that is all I want to talk about with you about that. I'm sure you're tired of hearing about it, so let's talk about some JRPG news from around the world. I want to kind of uh, start with some final thoughts about Trials of Mana that uh, I had and um, we will then give a teaser later on in today's podcast about what our Sunday special is going to be. And a hint, it's not a soundtrack. I'm actually going to do a show for you guys. Um, I appreciate you guys still listening in to the Sunday special, even though I was had pre-recorded those, obviously, when I was on vacation. But how are you doing? How are you holding up? Are you... Uh, working from home like I've been doing, or you uh, just kind of waiting to see what happens and uh, hoping for the best, uh, whatever it is. Hopefully you've got a great JRPG to get you through that backlog. I mean, maybe this is exactly what <laughs> the time was meant for to kind of work through some of those titles. Um, let's just kind of close the book on Charles Amana. I did play through... Um, uh, Duran's or Dur- I keep Duran Duran. It's, it's, I assumed it wasn't pronounced like Duran Duran, but it, it is, it's Duran. Um, played through his story arc. I played through Kevin's, the, uh, the beast man, half beast, half man one. Um, I played through Angela's and I played through Reese's. I have not played through Hawkeye or, um, Charlotte, nor, Will I be playing through Charlotte? Oh my goodness. I can't take it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I know that's, I guess the way the character was designed and the, uh, the individual who did the voice acting for her, that's what she was told to do and how to do it, whatever. It's awful. I can't stand it. I don't, um, she's not going to be any part of my three people because she shows up. Honestly, actually, she shows up in the, uh, no matter what story arc you pick in some of them, it is, I just, I can't deal. But, um, I found myself getting more and more used to the combat system, kind of figuring out, getting used to the combos that are in there. I kind of just assumed that it was, um, you know, more action RPG with either you hit light attack or you hit strong attack, but the uh, the combination between the two yields some really good combo moves. Um, obviously, there's combos for aerial uh, moves as well. Um, there's charged attacks. To some of the enemies have like a shield ability that you have to uh, disintegrate with that. So it's a lot deeper than I thought. I mean, it's it's actually not as daunting as I first thought it would be. Um, the lock on feature is nice when you've got just one. Um, enemy to kind of deal with or you want to focus in on. Other than that, it can, it goes both ways. Either you can kind of just blindly attack and not hit anything, (laughs) or you can get stuck on one person and then the characters that you're not paying attention to, the enemies you're not looking at, can kind of hit you uh, 
uh, hit you kind of hard, but I I really really like this game a lot more than I thought I was going to. I'm really interested to get um, into it uh, when it does come out. That is still my my plan is I'm going to skip Royal for now, head into remake. Once I'm done with it, see what kind of funds are available and uh, try to pick up uh, Trials of Mana. Plus, it, I know it's only a small difference, but it's coming out at $50, so every little bit kind of helps as well uh, as funds are, are tight for all of us. I am sure. Uh, one thing I did figure out and I complained about in the last podcast, I thought you had to hold down the um, left trigger or if you mapped it to the right trigger, hold that down. It's not the case. You just click it once and then you start running. Um, so it's not, I, I was incorrect in my uh, upsetness over over this. But uh, one thing at the very end you can kind of get into is the magic system. So with playing with Angela, she finally got to a point where I could use the magic and that was really cool. Um, one thing this game desperately needs. So it looks like with Hawkeye and um, Kevin, those are both hand-to-hand close combat people. Um, even though Angela is magic, she uses her staff, so it's kind of close quarters. Obviously, uh, Duran is the sword. He's close. Um, Charlotte uses the... Uh, the uh, I believe the fail, flail uh, weapon to kind of get at people. Um, and then Reese uses the spear. This game could have really used a long range weapons user like a bow and arrow that would have really balanced it out just a little bit more and not been all hand to hand per se. But it is what it is. They're not going to be adding any characters. <laughs> I don't believe. Um, there is a cool option to where, let's say you picked uh, Duran as your lead character. When you run into the other two characters, you can choose to either have like a highlights package of their story up to that point, or you can choose to have um, uh, to actually play through their first arc because all the characters wind up at the same place, the, the, the town of Jad. <laughs> Uh, J-A-D-D. That's where the story kind of converges all the main characters at. So each one has a unique story up to that point. And then I'm guessing maybe after they get to Wendell and all the events in that, the Holy City there kind of transpired and may branch off in different directions from there. But that's the way the demo set up. It's all the same after that point. Slightly differences in in dialogue and, and happenings like that. But if you had not given a chance, go check out that demo. You can hear my full impressions of it in episode 104. Uh, I was playing on the PS4. I found some graphical limitations on the Switch, but PS4 looked great. And as Dalton pointed out, the PC version was also looking phenomenal. It's a very pretty game. Like, There's a lot of small details to it. Um, really gives a... a good fantasy RPG feel to it. So I was quite happy to get into that and and looking forward to um, playing more of it in the future. So that's all for 
Trials of Mana. Um, like I said, don't really have any big stories to kind of lead off with. Um, I guess I'll just go ahead and say I, I wasn't going to talk about uh, COVID-19 anymore, but it has been officially announced that uh, Top Hey Game Show 2020 is just straight up canceled. Um, this was supposed to go on, I believe, back in February uh, or January. I'm not exactly sure when it was. It got pushed back. Oh, yeah, it was supposed to be in February 6th to 9th. It got pushed back to June 25th through the 28th. But they're not even going to mess around with this. It's just, it's over. It's canceled. So I guess they figured once uh, E3 made their announcement that there was really not going to be any way to have this properly um, along those lines. So not a big... Not a big thing in the JRPG world, but it was news this week, and I wanted to quickly go ahead and point that out for you guys. Uh, if you are a Code Vein fan, the DLC Lord of Thunder is now available, and it is the final major add-on for the season pass, Bandai Namco has announced. You can get it individually for $9.99 or as part of the season pass for $29.99. And here's what they say is in this package via its store listing. Quote, new powerful foes await in the third Code Vein downloadable content, Lord of Thunder. The addition of new weapons, blood veils, and blood codes being added, alternate costumes for your partners are now available, are now obtainable from newly added areas in the depths. This add-on is part of the Code Vein Deluxe Edition. Um, which features both full game and season pass that gives access to additional downloadable content. Um, there, of course, was the accompanying trailer for Lord of Thunder. You can check that out, along with all the stories I talk about, either on our Facebook page or via Twitter, as I uh, retweet all of uh, Gamatsu's stories over there, as long as some other fun little things, you can check that out, JRPG Report. If you need something to play on your smartphone, War of the Visions, Final Fantasy Brave XVS is now available in the West. You can get that either on the iOS App Store or on your Android device via Google Play. It's a free-to-play game with item-based microtransactions. Here is their overview of the game. They say, introducing a brand new Final Fantasy Tactical RPG Worldwide Adventure. And the latest work of the Final Fantasy Breaks Exvius series experienced a battle that was remained unknown until now. Characters from fat from I cannot speak tonight. From past Final Fantasy titles will be included. Twin Princes and a Beautiful Steel Maiden. The War of the Visions begins. Uh, this battle system is a, the pinnacle of tactical battles presented in 3D trains with various elevations. They say aim for victory by employing unique strategies for each battle. Auto battle and increased speed settings are also available, allowing beginners to play with these. Ooh, I might actually try this now. <laughs> I'm terrible. Uh, if, if I can't auto battle on my mobile games, I don't do it. Like, I just don't have time for that. And my big fat 
uh, fingers when trying to press little buttons on my phone. Just doesn't usually work out well. Uh, the game looks, uh, obviously, it is uh, inspired, at least in part, by uh, tactics. So if you're a fan of that and looking for something fun to play on your phone, you maybe should check that out. There's even the new launch trailer available for it, of course, as well. We got the second episode from Square Enix of the Inside Final Fantasy VII Remake multi-part series, which features all those interviews from key staff behind the game. Uh, the, the second video kind of highlights more of the story and characters from Remake. It'll feature interviews with producer Yoshinori Katase, story and scenario writer Kazushijin Nojama, co-director and scenario design Modomu Toriyama, and co-director, game design and programming, Noki Hamaguchi. Um, I did actually get a chance to watch this one. I didn't see the first one that they put out before. And it definitely takes a deep dive on the main characters that we've seen so far. No Red 13 or anything like that or any of the, the Turks. It definitely focuses on the main four uh, plus uh, the members of Avalanche a, a little bit. They kind of talk about them more in general. But it was interesting to see... I kind of their approach from especially those ones who worked on the original and then worked on this one in terms of, Hey, you know, the first one was a dialogue game that players had to read. Whereas I don't seen anything in text boxes. I think everything has been voice acted in this one, at least, you know, 99% of it. Right. So the differences in how you tell, that story as opposed to this one um, that they were super faithful to the original game but had to make certain changes in order to make it work I mean the characters could not have just read their lines from the first game it would have made no sense whatsoever it would have been ridiculous uh, so they they really talked about walking that fine line of of making a faithful translation, but also making sense and having to be more expressive with these characters. Um, and I think they've done a, a pretty phenomenal job. It's about 16 minutes in length. I would definitely encourage you to check that out if you are so inclined. Um, no, no real spoilers. They even talk about some things that they really shouldn't or can't talk about uh, just yet. So what well, they don't talk about, they, they say that there's things that we can't talk about until the game, obviously comes out and gets in our hands hopefully um on april the 10th i've not heard any news uh this way or that way in terms of if the game is still going to make it out amazon is aggressively hiring more people um, i can't say as far as other uh, avenues that you may get this at you know GameStop is obviously going to like a delivery only model as well so it's just it's hard to say where the world's going to be at in two weeks in terms of but I, I'm more optimistic I think now with all the extra drivers and personnel Amazon has hired in terms of their capability of delivering the product to my door on the 10th as I was uh maybe previously as well but i'll keep you guys posted on anything i hear as far as that goes um i thought we were all done 
with the uh, Sakura Wars Imperial Theater Propaganda Department reports. But number 13 is coming out on March the 30th. And I think this is a Shinshik Sakura Wars and the animation pre-launch special that will go on March the 30th from uh, 2000 Japan Central Time to 2130. It'll be on YouTube and Periscope if you are so inclined to want to check that out. Um, we talked a little bit last week about uh, Sakura Wars version 1.01 update which had uh, the new spherical fighters, lock on combat, conversation logs, all those type of things. And it, I speculated at the time. And for once, I was proven correct <laughs> that all these, at least uh, this update, will be included on the launch day version in the West on April the 28th. I don't know if we'll get maybe another update as well, but for sure, this will all be a part of it if you're looking forward to it you won't have to necessarily do maybe as large an update when that finally does happen uh we talked i don't know i think a, a few weeks ago um and this doesn't really affect a whole lot of people but the release of the fancy star online 2 episode 6 deluxe package physical premium edition <laughs> Uh, was previously planned to come out April 23rd in Japan. It's now pushed back to May 21st. So if you were looking forward to getting that, I'm sure there's not a ton of you people out there uh, all about this one, and it doesn't really affect the Western release at all. But yeah, that one got delayed about a month. I'm still not a 1,000% sure what it even is because it is a free-to-play game. I've tried to kind of dig into it. I can't find a... <laughs> I can't find a whole lot about that. Um, this seems like a pretty good halfway point, so let's take a little pause for the cause. Say hello and thank you to Anchor, and we'll be right back with more The JRPG Report, Episode 105. All right, everybody, welcome back. My name is James Fisher. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week, as you do every week, to The JRPG Report. We try to keep this thing going. Every week, whether we've got big shows or not, doesn't really matter. I like doing them, and I think you guys at least like listening along, so we'll keep at it. Uh, Genshin Impact got a new character announced for it. That was uh, they updated their website. We learned about new characters. This one is for the uh, Liu Harbor character, and I believe it's called Zingkui. Z i n g q I U. So all kinds of craziness going on there. Uh, he is the second son of the Fion Commerce Guild. Zing Q has had a reputation for being a for being studious and polite ever since he was a young child. Uh, however, there is another side to the mild mannered uh, boy. Everyone knows a daring, adventurous, and much more mischievous side. And, um, gotta say a very, uh, feminine looking <laughs> guy. I honestly, when I first glanced at it, I assumed it was a female character. Um, but no, it is, it's a dude. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got another, another character adding to, and to the growing roster of Genshin impact, uh, characters, uh, in the Layu Harbor, we've got now one, two, three, four, five. In the Mondstadt characters, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 
about 10 of them. So quite a few um, characters are popping up for this uh, game coming for smartphones, PC, PS4, and Switch worldwide sometime in 2020. Uh, Sword Art Online, Alicization Lycoris, they, um, they detailed their post-launch update plan, new characters, Sacred Arts. They had a new trailer along with some new gameplay from their last live stream. Uh, so here are the new characters. And it is uh, Rinley Synthesis 27, an Integrity Knight that wields the Divine Object Twin-Edged Wings, a pair of twin-throwing of twin-edged throwing knives. As an extraordinarily gifted swordsman, he is recruited to the Integrity Knights at an exceptionally young age, but was unable to use his, quote, armament full control art. Because of this, he was marked as a failure and forced into the cryostatus for five years. We've got uh, uh, Shaita, Synthesis 12, I believe is how you say her name, an Integrity Knight known by the nickname The Silent due to her silence and lack of emotion. Even Berkula Synthesis 1 fears her as a fierce swordsman. She was given the Black Lily Sword, a divine object that can cut through anything by the administrator. We've got Hathian. Hathalilian, a man with a deep connection to the Axiom Church. He refers to Medina as the Savior, as the power to revive the administrator, the highest minister of the Axiom Church. And we learned a little bit about the story. Um, the Titans, uh, the Dark Knight, more about sacred arts. There are eight types of sacred arts, thermal, aerial, aqueous, cryogenic, metallic, crystalline, luminous, and umbral. Unlike other skills, sacred arts can be used without spending SP. As you increase each element's level, you unlock a higher class art. Uh, there are even communication and dates in this one. You can hit the town on dates with your party members, hold each other's hands, and even carrying them around while walking. That's uh, that's one way to date them. Um, post-launch support for the game will consist of both free and paid content. The free stuff includes monthly raids, the Ancient Apostle, uh, daily quest, cubes, and new systems. But your paid DLC will be the Premium Pass, SAO coins and the SAO shop. And of course, no uh, story would be complete without the accompanying trailer for it. You can check that out on the Facebook page as well as the link to the live stream that gets uh, dates and times for the gameplay elements as well. In addition to the previously announced early bonus specials, the original costumes by users will also receive 200. SAO coins for uh, pre-ordering this game early. Sword Art Online uh, what is it? I keep wanting to say Alization Likers is due out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC via Steam on May 21st in Japan, May 22nd in the Americas and Europe. Um, we do cover games that are not technically JRPGs, but are uh, inspired by the games uh, more likely of, of yesteryear that hold a near place in our hearts. One of those such games, um, it just met, met its Kickstarter uh, goal, 
and it's trying to come out in a 2020 or a 2022 release that is called Sea of Stars. It's by Sabotage Studio, and it's a turn-based RPG prequel story to The Messenger, which came out for consoles and PC. It's inspired by 90s classics, and of course is that prequel story. Um, the game is planned to come out on PCs and PC via Steam in about two years. Um, combat challenges players to coordinate adaptive strategies while thwarting opponents with preemptive attacks, rewarding carefully timed strikes, and interrupted advances. With six playable party members, distinct in fighting style and personality, experimentation is key to discovering devastatingly powerful new matchups. There's no need to grind to unlock a character's true potential either, as character progression is balanced to flow along with the story. Sea of Stars' journey prioritizes meaningful encounters over enduring dozens of the same fights. Um, looks looks pretty cool. Like you, you really want to check this trailer out because um, it kind of has, you know, sometimes you see these retro-inspired games, and yeah, they look the part, but they almost look like it too much. This one looks it, but looks clean and crisp. But then the animations and the attacks and all the stuff going on, the enemy designs are all um, very much using modern assets in order to make it come alive. Like, I don't want to see a retro-inspired game that actually looks like it came out in 1995. You know, the, it's 2020. You got at least you can inspire by that stuff and have your style like that. But I need new flashes and I want it to look good as well. And I kind of feel like that, sh that this game and some other ones are kind of going along with that. So you want to check out the trailer for this one. Sea of stars is still quite a ways away. I'll say they got to make some, uh, some Kickstarter goals in order to push it along, but it does look like it's going to happen and I'll keep you guys updated on it as we get closer and closer to it. I probably should have piggybacked the other fancy star online <laughs> two story for this. Um, if you are enjoying it on your Vita, well, after seven long years, uh, it is saying goodbye as of August the 19th. Um, Sega believes that with the production of the hardware ended back in last March, it will be difficult to continue long-term operation. Additionally, while in-game production and behavior Interface Star Online 2 updates thus far have been adjusted to work with the capability of the Vita. Sega wants to achieve higher quality production and behavior in future updates. It just kind of makes sense. Um, and I'm sure that doesn't affect a ton of people, uh, primarily in Japan, obviously. But yeah, you're not. Uh, don't be expecting that when it does make the leap off of Xbox One, it's not going to come to Vita. That's just probably not going to happen. Uh, if you've been holding out and uh, waiting for Trials of Cold Steel 3 on your PC, well, you'd already know that it came out two days ago back on March the 23rd. You can get it right now. It's still full priced at $59.99. Um... There is a, an accompanying launch 
trailer to go along with that. And so hopefully if you've been waiting this long, you are now knee deep in my 2019 JRPG of the year. And you are also saying, Hey, when is part four going to come out? Is it ever going to come out here in the West? We may never know. Uh, if you are also playing uh, the Grandia HD collection on the Switch or Grandia HD remaster or Grandia 2 HD remaster on the PC, well, you've got a new update coming. Um, that is uh, right now. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's available now. So you do get these new features for both games. The full Japanese support has been added. That probably should have been in there from the get-go, but they're adding it with this update patch 1.01.00 would imply that there are more updates coming at some point. Uh, Various bug fixes were also in there. I did notice quite a bit of these in my play on the Switch, and um, honestly, there's probably going to be many more to try and iron out PC the same way. Um, but yeah, just uh, golly, there must have been like, they list about two, about 30 or 40 known fixes that they were able uh, to do. There's also some cool uh, interviews. If you'll check out the link on this story, um, they found a special message from director Tashikai Han- Hanterni. I believe that's how he says this. The narrative designer, the main scenario writer, the composer, character designer, voice actors for both Justin and Fina, and more available on the website. The ones that I got listed, uh, there was uh, four of them listed in this article. You can get the rest of them as well if you really want to dive into the world of Grandia. Um, I'm guessing at no point in time did any of them say, hey, you know what would be a really good idea? Let's make Grandia 4. Don't think that one is. Don't think that one is coming. Um, the last piece of news I want to get into, and we'll know more in a couple of days. So the Compile Heart president, he teased an announcement coming up on March the 28th. It's of, quote, the final entry in a, quote, popular numbered series, which will come out in the March 28th due issue of Nengeki PlayStation. So that is the last paper edition of this magazine coming out in Japan. And so company president Norahashi Kanashiwa teased a final entry in this as well. Um, here is uh, the announcement. He was standing in front of this like blurred out wall, and it looks like is all the different Neptunia titles behind him. You can't quite tell what's going on, but that's what it certainly appears to be. Here is his um, official statement. In this announcement regarding the quote, the final entry in our popular numbered series, end quote. We recently reported this on the Compile Heart Twitter account, but our new title will be announced in this March 28th issue of Dengeki PlayStation, which will end its regular publication. He thought, why not reach our finales together and took the leap to make this final entry? A page of our history will conclude alongside the March 20th release issue of the 
Dengeki PlayStation. I hope everyone will buy the issue and please support us until the very until the end of Ventura. I thought just publishing the news in the magazine first was too small, so I've taken this opportunity. There was a video message at the end with the letter F appearing on the screen, followed by, you know, pick up this magazine. So they launched together, um, and at least in um, the company president's eyes, that they should end this together. Now, this sounds bleak, you know, like, especially for Chris and Dalton, they were not very happy that this series would come to end. I believe it's what they're saying is, this is the final Neptunia numbered game. And I believe it will be, what, number eight? Um, the series is not ending by any stretch. I mean, we've already talked about VVV Tunia as a spinoff. So I believe it's just a, a way of ending this series gameplay um, as it is known and was launched in this publication. It's not the end of these games by any stretch. It is Kampal Hart's uh, best-known uh, series. I don't think it's going anywhere. I just believe that they're not going to number them anymore. Would be my would be my guess. Um, I guess we'll have to wait and see exactly what the announcement is in a couple of days, and I'll report on that in our next uh, podcast. But hopefully it's, I don't think it's bad news by any stretch. I think it's just different news. Um, I don't know. So what are you doing to pass the time? What games are you guys playing? Uh, maybe I'll post a, um, a question here on the Facebook page and uh, we can talk about it in next week's podcast about uh, what, uh, what games we're all playing. Are you going through your backlog? Are you uh, picking up Royal in a couple days? Going to looking forward to it. What exactly are you playing? Um, I'm in complete limbo right now. As I've mentioned, I'm not picking up Royal. So I'm trying to figure out what I could kind of get into for the next two weeks. And I haven't made that determination. But I thought it was interesting. Um, and I will, uh, I'll put this on the Facebook page that a writer over at RP Gamer, uh, Sam Watcher, I believe his name is, he decided that he was going to go way back in his backlog and uh, pick up the original Dragon Quest. Now, I thought he was going to go back and play Dragon Warrior back on the Nintendo and try to somehow slodge through that game. And as much as my fondness for the series is, it's near impossible to go back and play that game as it was and have to press a button to open doors and press a button to go down steps and you get lost in the maze and your torch runs out. Yeah. So he, uh, <laughs> he went back and, um, I guess he picked up the, uh, the new version of it that just had come out and tried to play it. And, um, it's it's just an interesting read to say the least. I won't sit here and read the whole story. It's a bit a bit long, but it's it's kind of a funny story. I'm sure it's a story that we're all kind of telling ourselves is what we're doing uh, and, and how we're responding to this situation. And um, maybe you've done quite the same thing that there was some some game you never really had a chance to chance to get into, and but now it's a perfect 
perfect time too. So yeah, I'll link that over on the Facebook page. You guys can check that out whenever you are so inclined. Let's talk about what we're doing on this Sunday special coming up. It was suggested a few weeks ago and I thought with Royal coming out in just a few days, why not take a look back and what is persona? Where did this game come from? Um, we, I'd say most gamers actually probably got into it with four or uh, more likely with golden on the Vita. Uh, personally, I got in on, in on three on the PS2. Very, I'd say very few have been with it since the beginning as the series has changed quite a bit. So we'll look back at some of the history of it, the offshoot uh, that it was and why it decided to, to become its own thing uh, all the way up to five. And then um, we'll finish it off with, uh, with the release of Royal just a couple days after um, this launches on uh this podcast to launch on Sunday. So hope you're looking forward to that. I've been doing some research. I need to do a little bit more to get all my ducks in a row for that. But I think it'll be kind of fun to uh, do a quick uh, history lesson. I've got a few more of those planned down the road. I hope you guys will enjoy. That's going to do it for episode 105 of the JRPG Report. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Love our YouTube page. Give us a thumbs up on our videos. That'd be awesome. Check out the website, jrpgreport.com. And I would super love you if you would uh, sign up for listener support. That helps keep things rolling along here. I know money is tight, um, as it is for all of us. But uh, if you enjoy it, consider uh, signing up for a, for a buck a month or something. I would uh, truly appreciate it, as I do all of our listeners but especially our listeners that uh, give a little bit of support every month. You guys are incredible. That's going to wrap it up for this week. My name is James Fisher. Thank you so much for tuning in this week and every week. And I will see you guys back again next week for more JRPG Report. Till then, get back out there and level up. <laughs>